Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Open Floor. I'm John Gonzalez, joined once again, as I am every Monday, by SI's own Rohan Nodkarni. Ro, uh, welcome. Congrats on your Dolphins, your Ascendant Dolphins, and you're wearing a Panthers hat. All things Florida looking up. Listen, the Tua MVP case uh, just keeps making itself, and a lot of people, you know, I've been I, – I don't know that I'm full to anon. I know some people think I'm full to anon. I think I'm like to anon adjacent. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm to anon sympathetic, but – a lot of people, a lot of people are going to owe to an apology um, if things keep headed down this path that we're on, John. You were very much in support of him and the Dolphins going into the season. I was uh, much more skeptical, but I'm happy for you. Uh, but we have lots of basketball happening. We're going to get through all kinds of topics later in the show. We've got the new look Wolves. We're going to discuss the Ascendant and Fun Blazers. I'm interested to see what you think about the Thunder, who are maybe not terrible. Uh, and Joel Embiid had a huge night. We'll touch on that. But first, we're going to start with the Nets and Lakers. We're going to do this briefly because there's been a lot of Nets talk. But they did play last night, Row, And the Lakers won without LeBron. Beat uh, Kevin Durant and the Nets by 13. AD looked really good. Russ came off the bench. This roster, though, is so, so, so bad. Uh, Chris Haynes reported that the Lakers are, quote, known to covet Brad Beal. Even with the win, row, the Lakers are 3-7 and seven over their last 10. Are they a Bradley Beal away from fixing this thing? No, I don't think so. I also, I'm sure a lot of teams covet Bradley Beal, who, by the way, re-signed with the Wizards, has a full no-trade clause. I don't see the path to the Lakers acquiring Bradley Beal in a way that's realistic, unless they want to trade Anthony Davis, which is a whole other conversation. I actually, it'll probably be up by the time this podcast is up. I wrote about some Anthony Davis fake trades that I think the Lakers should at least consider. I don't think Bradley Beal is someone that would make sense in terms of if you're trading AD, I don't think that the Wizards would want him. I don't know. It's complicated, but 
This is a long-winded way of me saying I didn't take much stock into this Lakers win Sunday night. Um, Them winning without LeBron, you know, a Nets team that's on a road trip. Um, An L.A. back-to-back is never easy. So I didn't didn't put much stock into it, and I I don't think that, you know, that Bradley Beal report that's floating out, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm sure every team covets Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? Can can you realistically get him? Uh, Most teams cannot. I love cross-promotion. I love that you did this story for SI.com. Hit us with some of the trades, brother. So the one I would have my eye on personally, and I I don't I think both sides would kind of hate it, like both and that's what makes it to me an intriguing trade. But what about AD to the Raptors, John? Hear this one out, okay? Okay, hit me. The Raptors get Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. the Lakers get OG Ananobi, Precious Achua. Otto Porter, and I think Thad Young to make the salaries work. I liked how you started with OG, and then it fell off a cliff pretty fast. Uh, are they getting any draft picks in there? Like what? I mean, because they could definitely use uh, to replenish. I think the you could. I think you could throw in at least one future first. This is the problem with the Raptors: is I'm so scared of their legions of fans on the internet who are mm-hmm. just ready to pounce at anyone who does not match the exact value they put on their young players that. You know, I'm sure Lakers fans are like, how can we not get Scotty Barnes back for AD? And I'm sure there are Raptors fans are like, you mean we're going to give up Achua and Ananobi? (laughs) Um, It's just very difficult to put together packages for AD because I'm not totally sure how he's viewed around the league anymore. He's certainly not getting the same kind of package uh, now that the Pelicans got for him with the combination of picks and young players that they got. Man, what a haul that was. I just think the Raptors, I know, that was, yeah. The Raptors have like long needed a big man. I know Nick Nurse has leaned into their current style of play, but you surround AD with length and shooting in a way that he hasn't been. With the Lakers, I think that could help unlock some of what we saw his last couple years in New Orleans. And as far as the Lakers go, I mean, Ananobi would be the best 3 and D player LeBron has played with since signing in LA. Achua's only 23. I don't think he's realized his potential yet. He has a chance to be a really intriguing big man to put next to LeBron. You get Otto Porter, who I think is the exact type of vet the Lakers should have signed with their mid-level in the summer. Beyond that, Porter and Young are tradable contracts that the Lakers could use in other deals that's why i liked it i agree it seems like a light return for ad but it's very hard to gauge his trade value right now yeah i i'm generally of the inclination that like for me to do the trade i'd like to have the best player in the deal and i don't think that the lakers would be getting that it would be good uh or at least different for the raptors do you have a couple more you want to run past us yes absolutely i'll bring it up that way i can see exactly what i wrote yeah this is one i had that i i think is definitely not enough of a return Mm -hmm. this is like a real desperation move and i think the lakers only do it if they're willing to continue wheeling and dealing what if they send ad to the suns for deandre ayton jay crowder two first round picks maybe a couple pick swap maybe one pick swap maybe two it's a short-term downgrade certainly from davis to ayton but you get crowder you know even he has a frosty relationship with lebron he's a he's the kind of guy that is is useful on championship teams and then now you have several future first round picks yeah that you can use in trades right so let's say they make the the eight and crowder deal then maybe you trade russ and two first you make that pacers deal you know it's a little redundant with the miles turn and deandre and maybe you flip one of them again this is that's like a domino trade 
because now you're using all these other first round picks to make more moves and hopefully build out a coherent roster. I like this one better and I like it better for both sides. I especially like it because the Lakers get some draft picks back, which they sorely need. And from the Suns perspective, massive upgrade, right? I mean, like now all of a sudden, you know, without really uh, screwing up the way you play, you take a step forward. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Let's it do Phoenix one. would do it. Phoenix Phoenix would do it in a heartbeat because yeah, they course. obviously have not been sold on Aiton this entire time. The Lakers, that, that that one's a tough sell, but if it gets they're Listen, they're bad. They're currently bad, they are, so they need they to do something. Bad. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's the one that I think everyone, you know, you brought up the Lakers and Nets. They played Sunday night. Yeah. Ironically, you know, you mentioned you want to talk about the Nets, and I was like, ah, oh, John, we've been talking about the Nets a lot, but then you brought up a good point. It's like, hey, man, they've actually been kind of good recently. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. We haven't talked about them on the court in a long time. And since Kyrie got hurt, uh, they've been pretty good. I think uh, have improved. It's been total 180 defensively since Kyrie got hurt. One of the best defensive ratings in the NBA since that injury. Granted, it's been an incredibly small sample size, but – since Kyrie got there, the team's actually had, I believe, a better winning percentage when he's not on the floor. So do I think this trade would happen right now? No. But the Nets are one swoon away from the Lakers trading Anthony Davis and Lonnie mm. Walker IV for mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Wow. And yes, hashtag AD for KD. Um, I, I mean, I, I love a, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The billboard, we put the billboard up. Sure. Um, one over your house, one over my apartment. Uh, guerrilla marketing for open floor. And listen, the Nets do this if they go through another swoon and it just looks terrible and KD wants out and maybe there's another Kyrie controversy and it really does become time to blow this up. I know this is not really the time people want to hear this because they have been playing better recently. But, you know, if you compare LeBron and KD, if you're the Lakers, you do it. If if I make this trade, if I'm the Lakers, I trade for KD, then I make the Russ for Heald and Miles Turner trade. And I say, we got Pat Bev, Heald, LeBron, KD, Miles Turner. We can make that work. That's something. Mm. Um, I think the Nets do it, again, if the team continues to struggle, if there's more controversy, if it seems like everyone's miserable, you get a star back who's still on the right side of 30 who you can build around. You have shooting. You can try to trade or maybe even just cut Kyrie at this point. But I think there'd be enough intriguing pieces around such a team that you'd be able to make that work if the that, Nets are building around AD. That is very interesting. Uh, the pause that I would have there is is the, the note that you mentioned that the Nets have been better without Kyrie and Ben mm-hmm. Simmons. They're four and three since Jacques Vaughn took over. I want to point this out too. KD has been on fire. He has yeah. 14 straight games to start the season with 25 or more points. That is the sixth most all time. The, the uh, people ahead of him will twice... Of course, Rick Barry, Elgin Baylor, and Jordan. I mean, Katie has just been absolutely crushing it. And last week on this show, you and I were talking about Howard Beck and his column and uh, him saying they should blow it up. Maybe they just needed to excise the other two guys. And maybe it's, you know, you had even said, hey, just build the team around KD. And they kind of did that addition by subtraction. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel about Wilt Chamberlain's stats? (laughs) I... Like, God. are you impressed you know or are you like, I, I don't care? This is amazing. Uh, you and I have not been doing the show together that long, but I feel like I get, I already have a sense of things that will be on your radar because when I wrote down the, the, this stat, when I saw it, I was like, man, those Wilt games, Wilt did it 
He did 80 straight to start a season in the 60s. And I was like, as soon as I mentioned this, this is going to be a thing for Roe. Because I feel like you, this is something you're going to immediately dismiss. Am I correct? Yes. I mean, I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. Pre-1980 basketball stats, <laughs> yeah. I need a lot of a lot of additional context before I'm impressed. When I hear Wilt Chamberlain stats, to yeah. me, they're not impressive. They're an indictment. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I'm, listen, I'm I not saying he was bad. I'm just saying maybe I, there's a reason why he got... 80 straight games of 25 plus. I think two things can be true at once. I think it's I think yeah. it's indisputable that Wilt was really, really good. And also that the rest of the league was really, really not. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, Bill Russell, rest in peace. We talked about him a bunch on this show and on SIW. Uh, just an incredible man on the court and even greater off the court. But we talk about all those championships, and I'm like, they were, they were beating, like, the Syracuse Saskatoons or whoever, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that those championships really measure up, but sure. I'm I'm with you. This I, any Celtics ring before 1980, not impressed. Yeah, not so, impressed. Uh, yeah. However, like I said, this KD mm-hmm. run very impressive to start. Couple other yeah. Lakers things I want to run by you, and then we'll move on. Can uh, I hit you with one more fake trade? Actually, yeah, yeah. Let's do one more. AD I, this, fake is, trade. this is this is great. this is my nuclear option. Okay, hit it. And listen, both these teams currently out of the play. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, let me start. I'm trying to think which team is more dramatic to say first. I'll go with the Lakers. The Lakers get James Wiseman, Dante DiVincenzo, Mm -hmm. and Draymond Green. Wow. And the Warriors get Anthony Davis. I like that uh, quite a bit for the Warriors. I like that quite a bit less for the Lakers. The Lakers make this trade only because they've made bad trades before and they somehow talk themselves into thinking that Draymond is the answer. That's how this trade happens because Wiseman has been a problem. He has not been good to start the season. No. DiVincenzo is just like a vet throw in who's someone the Lakers. The problem is you look at most of these trades. They already have a DiVincenzo and his name is Austin Reeves. No. See, that's the thing is like all these trades, in my opinion, like – a lot of these guys, let's say the Lakers had LeBron and AD still. Mm-hmm. Like, DiVincenzo's maybe the third best player on the Lakers if he's on the Lakers. Like, Otto Porter's maybe the third best Laker if he's on the Lakers Which is right such now. a damning, like, like such yes. an indictment. Which is why, like, all these trades are like, that's who they're getting back. And it's like, this team needs playoff rotation bodies that they sorely lack. Um, again, I think they only make this trade because LeBron and Draymond Green are buddies. Draymond's obviously a clutch guy. Um... You know, the Warriors, weirdly enough, like this trade probably moves Looney to the bench and creates a hole for them at power forward. So it's not a solve for everything that's going on for them. But yeah, man, I don't know. I The Warriors, I feel like we, we talked about them a couple of times last week as well. I think we're all just waiting for them to turn it around. I mean, they've changed the rotation, but if both those teams like a month from now are kind of still where they are today... I think I could see them maybe having a conversation or two about it. I'm I'm really glad that you you brought up these fake trades because like when you look at this roster, we keep talking about it like it's so bad, right? That when you when you're mentioning Dante DiVincenzo coming in and being like the third best player or Otto Porter being like a solid vet, it's kind of mind-boggling. And everybody looks at the Lakers and goes I, I keep seeing the same conversation that they can't waste another year of LeBron. Uh, they've got to get out there and try to add pieces. I wonder, I wonder if maybe that's like the wrong way to look at it, Ro, because LeBron 
not getting any younger, right? Has the worst plus minus of his career, and he's shooting 23% from deep. The, the Lakers, as you noted, love to make bad trades and dig themselves a hole for the future, right? Like, is this, I mean, I, I like the idea of fake trades and like, hey, should they move AD? But like on the, in the real world, they're, they're probably thinking like, hey, how do we improve this team so we can make a run this season? And isn't that just more Lakers throwing good money after bad again? Yeah. Listen, we really do need to put a moratorium on Lakers stock because at the end of the day, <laughs> they're stuck, man. They're stuck. Yes. Because I don't think they're going to trade AD. The rust trade's not going to move the needle. Like, they're just a lost cause this season. They're a lost cause this season. Uh, I want to stop you on the rust thing uh, just because Chris Haynes also reported uh, that they are fielding calls. On Russ, yeah, I don't know who has been one. better as a six man. He's been better uh, going into the weekend against the Nets. Russ was shooting fifty two percent from three uh, in the five games heading into that, and he, a career high from three. And and this is probably a big indictment of the Lakers as well. Has the most threes on the Lakers. Then he, of course, he went one for six against Brooklyn. He has been better though, right? Can they get a little something for him? I don't know that. Like, I would love to talk to the executives who, after one week of seeing Russ on the bench, are like, okay, now we want to trade for him. <laughs> also, it's a lot different if Russ is backing up LeBron than if he goes to, I don't even know who, you know, if he goes to the Indiana Pacers and they ask him to be a backup. That's a different conversation. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not so sold on the idea that Russ has got a hot trade market. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, so we, we, we've done all the Nets and Lakers talk we can possibly do. I want to I move on here uh, and discuss the Wolves, who I don't know what to make of them. Uh, they beat the Cavs on the road. Darius Garland had 51 points all for naught, and yet this was just their second win in their last eight games, Row, They won the game 129 to 124, so they scored 129 points which has been a problem for them because they they uh, their starting five entered that game with an offensive rating of 99.7, which is just absolutely abysmal. So they score 129 points. That was a, a problem. Uh, people were wondering about the offense and the fit and this whole bit. So you go, wow, that's great. They gave up 124. I mean, I don't know what this team is. Yeah, you know, Herring and I did a, a particularly deep dive on Friday, and, and on one hand, you want to be like impressed about this win with the Cavs, and you realize Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell were both out, so they gave up 124 points to the Donovan Mitchell list, leaving Cavaliers. They were up 20, headed into the fourth quarter, and almost blew that game. They were an offensive rebound away um, from Cleveland, having a chance to tie the game in the final minute there. I, at one point... Well, let me ask you, John, because we weren't we weren't doing this podcast, I think, super regularly. What did you make of the Gobert trade when it first happened? What do you make of the, where do you fall on the Rudy Gobert fault line in general? I, I thought, uh, and I and I won't. So we decided not to call him by just one name, but I will call him Dealer Danny. I thought Dealer Danny picked their pocket, and it was a great trade for Utah. I thought I didn't. I don't like to now look. Aside from me hating that trade for Minnesota, the one caveat for me is Sachin Gupta, who's a vice president of basketball over there and runs their analytics department, is one of the smartest people I've met, not just in basketball, but ever anywhere on the planet full stop. And they don't make this trade unless they have a sit down and Sachin is involved and he goes, yeah, I think it's going to work because of all these reasons. Okay. 
so like that caveat aside just on like on its surface i didn't get it i still don't get it like i think it's an awkward fit i think you turn cat into basically a perimeter threat on offense and then defensively where are you putting him and um i don't know I, I didn't like it at all what did you think i mean i didn't like it i i've been a gobert skeptic and it's hard because it feels like you have to be like extreme whenever you talk about gobert it, it just at the end of the day <laughs> like paying someone that much money who you can't put the ball in their hands mm-hmm. always worries me unless they're like even draymond for all his offensive issues like does a lot for the Warriors he offensively um, in a way that Gobert has not in his career. Yeah, man, the Timberwolves, bad vibes. The bench has been okay. Anthony Edwards, obviously bad vibes. Um, I'm just curious, like, I want to know what you think. Like, how long would you give the Gobert Towns experiment before you blew it up? Like you do you do you even give it a full season? Like what yeah, I think you have to. You just traded. Year? You look at all. Look at everything you just traded. You have to give it a chance to work. And it, I mean, like this is the first season. It's a really new and weird experiment. They're playing in a completely different way. You mentioned Anthony Edwards. I think that's a really important point, especially not just on the vibes, but the way he's playing relative to last season when he was just like yamming the ball every other play, right? And this season. His dunks are super down, and he had said he was asked about it. He's like, I need a lane, but he didn't finish the sentence. Finishing the sentence there is the lane is clogged, and guess who's clogging it, right? So it's not ideal on any front, but you have to give it a chance to work, don't you? I mean, after after trading everything this way, you can't just all of a sudden say, yeah, that didn't work after, like, I don't know, 60 games and hit the detonation button. My argument for why they should be ready to detonate is – you were a first round exit last year. You made it in through the play in. Like, does anyone think they're better than that right now? Like, do you, no. The Mavs have been even with after losing Jalen Brunson, still pretty frisky. I mean, Luca's probably if, if Luca kept this up, which God knows. I mean, on one hand, the scoring's insane. On the other hand, his three point shooting hasn't even been where it typically is yet. Like, Luca is going to win MVP if he continues at this current pace in the Mavs. They're going to make the playoffs. The Pelicans, I think, still have another level they can reach. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just am like, I understand they gave up so much. Like, (laughs) really useful rotation players that we've seen have worked well in Utah so far. But I don't know. I'm kind of like, why, why restrict yourselves to this if we're watching it not work? I mean... I think because of the sum that you paid, I just, I I'm with every logically, everything you said is correct. I don't think that they're a better team Mm -hmm. than they were last year. I don't think that they project to be, uh, you know, at at present, I I don't think they're making the playoffs, let alone getting out of, you know, getting out of a round, but you decided you were going to go down this road. I don't think you can U-turn without seeing where it ends. Does this potentially like have the, does it have the potential to be like just one of the worst trades, especially if it ends up alienating Anthony Edwards? Like, not only did you give up so much, but your young stars like this sucks. Yeah, I mean, this is this right now at present. It's it's an all time awful trade, right? I mean, because they're yeah. they're not even they're not even in the playoff uh, or in the play in bubble right now, right? They're what uh, half a game out of it behind a team that we're going to discuss in a minute, the Oklahoma City Thunder, which. 
if if we had said that to anybody they before the season started, we would have been laughed out of the room, right? No, no, no. Even yeah. with this weird fit, of course the Wolves are going to be better than the Thunder, who are going to be tanking and don't have Chet Holmgren, and you never know how many games they're going to allow SGA to play. Uh, and then you look at the Thunder, and they're like competent and and feisty on every like on almost every night. And you look at the Wolves, and they're mostly on every night not. By the way, how much do you hate that if this does go down as one of the worst trades, that the guy on the winning end is Danny Ainge? I see you. I see you trying to provoke me into another Danny Ainge rant, and I respect <laughs> it. I really do. Um, oh man, don't listen. It's like this guy just falls ass backwards into picks from bad GMs. I don't. I, I don't even. It maybe would be it's, unfortunate. Maybe it's not it that hard be to be a GM. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we could do it. Uh, yeah. I, hey, NFL coach. Apparently, not that hard either. You could just, you know, sign a guy doing TV. Could be us. Hey, you know what? I, I want to throw this out there. We're two guys not doing TV, but we're doing podcasts. We just yeah. threw out a whole bunch of trades. So Lakers or some other NBA team. If you want to get a little frisky, like the Colts did with uh, Saturday. We're available. We'll we'll take a yeah. meeting. We'll take a meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll you know we you can you get two minds with us. You know, right? Two for the price of yeah. one. Uh, yeah. We don't come cheap though. Uh, we mentioned Oklahoma City. I want to get into this with you, Ro. I like watching them play. When we did the um, when we did the league pass draft with our friend Ian Carmel. Shouts to Ian. Make sure to watch him on the Late Late Show and listen to All Fantasy Everything. He drafted them because he said he wanted to watch some weird ish. Well, not only are they weird, but they're fun. They're scrappy. They fight every game. I mentioned SGA, who's just on. He somebody strapped him to a rocket. He has been absolutely killing it. He that leap that he's taken this year reminds me of the leap that Ja took last year. I don't know how long they'll let it go on for, but my question for you is: Is this like scrappy OKC team real, and are they going to let it ride? I'm with you, John. The Thunder have been a ton of fun. They've also you mentioned like Ian wanted them. Wanted to watch a team that was weird. Here's the Thunder, by the way. Lost three, lost their first three games of the season. Win their next four, lose their next four, and now have won their last two to be six and seven. Streakiest team in the league. Mm-hmm. You mentioned SGA. He is awesome. Like he was him. incredible. Uh, his first year in Oklahoma City, playing off Chris Paul. Like that was a really, really good tandem. In retrospect, listen to these numbers. You mentioned rocket ship. Elite. He's averaging 31 points a game, nearly six assists, four and a half rebounds, uh, only 3.3 turnovers. He's shooting 54% from the field, 36 from three, 93 from the line. Uh, he's been fantastic. And it's not like he's jacking up a bunch of threes. He only he takes less than three threes a game. He gets to the free throw line about seven and a half times a night. This guy is just getting into the lane seemingly yeah. at will. He's yep. been incredible. Driving to the hoop. I, I, you're right. I'm glad we're talking about him because I think he's been one of the best players in the league so far this season. They're winning because of how good he is. Like you look at the rest of the roster, like they could have been really fun with Chet. And I like some of the guys on their team. Lou Dort, uh, Williams, <laughs> Poku's even had you know moments <laughs> this season. Josh Giddy, I believe back to back triple troubles for Josh Giddy, who's been really, really good. And like him and SGA play really well off each other. You know, there were moments last year where SGA, I remember you know, late in games would let Giddy would let Giddy handle the ball. And he said, like, I want him to get experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really selfless of him and it, it's paying off so far this season. I think they've been a fantastic tandem. Again, it's so weird, John, because I feel like 
we keep asking ourselves, is this sustainable? And I feel like we're asking that way further into the season than we have before. Yeah, but the dynamic with them is different, right? Like, I do believe my eyes when I watch them and I go, this mm-hmm. is a scrappy team. They're young. They're fun. Like, I would have loved to see what they could do with, with Holmgren, but, you know, they'll see that next season. I was initially skeptical about that fit with Giddy and SGA, and it just works. Uh, and, and especially because... You mentioned that it's not just SGA jacking up a bunch of threes. He's getting into the lane. He's drawing fouls. And his efficiency has been mm-hmm. through the roof, not, ju- not just from the field, but especially at the line because that's a weapon. That's a weapon that James Harden used to great success for a very long time. And now you're seeing SGA do the same thing where he can get to the line at will and then he's a lights-out free-throw shooter, which is a huge asset. But this is all a qualification because – we know what the Thunder are doing. We know that they're trying to set up for the future. They've got all these draft picks. Sam Presti didn't acquire them for nothing. We've seen them shut down SGA in the past. I hope it doesn't happen this season because I've talked about this a lot. I don't want to bring it back to the Sixers, but there's a model there, right, where they were tanking for a long time. And at some point, you have to let the players play because if you don't, you're going to lose them. They're they're hyper-successful, hyper-talented athletes. And if you keep shutting them down, that messes with their minds, and and it sends a signal that that's an organization that doesn't really want to win, and like it changes the vibes, the culture, the whole bit. At some point, you have to let the good players play. Do you think this is that year? Do you think Presti goes, ah, we're just going to let the chips fall where they are because like we're building something here? I hope so, and I think it should be the year. You, you, can't, you can't at this point, I think, risk curbing the development of someone like SGA. Like yeah. at, at the end of the day, he's every bit the star that they're looking for. I where else are you going to find you're looking for a guy who's averaging 36 and 5 on 50% shooting? Like <laughs> how many guys like that are you going to draft? Like it, it's not going to happen. Uh, so I'm with you. I, I really hope that they let this team kind of do its thing. You know, shout out to their coaching staff, Mark Dagano. Um like They've been really good to start this season, at least competitive. Um, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think that this is the year that they put any kind of breaks on SGA, any qualifiers on him, etc. It's too early to get into like the team building talk. At the same time, it's like you're gonna have Wemben Yama theoretically and Chet Holmgren, and you know they'd figure it out, whatever. But I don't know. You're seeing it with the Jazz, and it's just so tough when all the conversations come back to. Wemby, it's just yeah, you know he's such a tantalizing project that I th- or prospect that I think in other years it wouldn't be this bad, but because you have this generational, truly someone we've never ever seen before prospect, it, it makes conversations about teams like the Thunder difficult. But I think you let this ride. They've been really fun. They've been really good. Um, you know, obviously we talked so much about SGA, but Giddy's been great. Yeah. I'm glad Lou Dort got paid this summer. Uh, he's such a, a fun player when he's hounding guys defensively. So I'm with you. Like, to me, it's been – you could have argued two years ago that, you know, SGA shouldn't have gotten shut down and, you know, they did him a disservice. Like, this guy's good. He's ready to win now. At some point, they either need to, like – Decide that he's a serious part of what they want to do and, and let him flourish. And I, I I would hope that this is giving them enough evidence to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I get 
how tantalizing Wimbanyama and having him on your team could be like it is it's attractive right mm-hmm. but i did a lot of math on this and there's only one <laughs> of him and only one team can get him and yeah. as you mentioned sga is one of those guys where you you'd go oh man if we could get somebody like him how amazing would that be well guess what you already do you have him so at some point i thought like i don't know I, I just think that they've got a, a lot of really young nice pieces you're going to get chet back next year if you get Wimbanyama, you get him. That's a fantastic get. Awesome. If not, you got a nice young Corden. I would like to see Oklahoma City let him play. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, I want to move on to another team in the West that has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, stuck at the top with the Utah Jazz that we already mentioned and your favorite team, the Denver Nuggets. The Portland Trailblazers, I, I think, are pretty surprising, at least for me. Uh, last week, Ro, they ended up beating the Pelicans without Nurk and without Dame. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been playing great. Top 10 defense. Gary Payton, the second on the way. Blazers for real? Man, you're not buying it. I'm not. It's not that I'm not buying it. I don't know. Great vibes. Great vibes in Portland. Absolutely great vibes. I don't know what's real for any team in the NBA right now. <laughs> like we do a basketball podcast. But seriously, like if you're saying the Blazers are for real, does that like what makes one team more for real than another team right now? Like, do you think what we've seen from you know, let me let's start with like the the year example. Like, do you think the Jazz are for real? I don't know that they're top of the Western Conference for real. I do believe that they're you know 
we talk about them every week, which is kind of wild. Yeah. That in and yeah. of itself makes them for real. I mean, like they just they are competent professional basketball players. There's not a star on the team, not a, a superstar anyway, but they have like better than average players and they're deep. So yeah, I mean like do you they're, think they're the tough Warriors out. do you think the Warriors are for real? That one's tougher for me. Um so as we record this, uh the Warriors are playing even worse than the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're five and eight. They're three and seven over their last ten. That doesn't make sense to me. Um but we discussed it, right? Where they're on this like do two things at once track. Yeah, yeah. And I think they got to pick their lane and just get back to doing what they what they're doing and forget about the young guys because they got Steph and Clay yeah. and Dre and Wiggins and like just go out and be really good at basketball. I think my point ultimately is that if you say one team is for real, then I kind of feel like you have to say most teams are for real unless there's like really extenuating circumstances, like some kind of major injury, et cetera. This is the Bill Parcells you are what your record says you are conversation, <laughs> which is true. It kind I mean, of is. And I just feel like this is a weird NBA season. I don't mean weird bad. Like the basketball has been good. The games are competitive every night. But like the schedule has been weird with these early like home and home yeah, two game series. Like, like some teams have played like the same team like three or four times already like the heat weirdly played like you know they've played i think they're six and seven now they're six and 13 half their games have come against the blazers kings and warriors like they've already played all those teams twice yeah or and they played the raptors twice too like it's a weird it's hard to get a handle on any team because the schedule's been weird We're, we're in this like extended parody phase and it I know I feel bad because you said we were here on a basketball podcast and I'm just like, I don't know what to believe, but I don't know what to believe, John. Um, this is why, just to pull back the curtain on what we do for a living, I love that truth from you because we spend our life, we, we get paid and it's it's a great, great job, but we get paid to watch sports. You specifically get paid to watch the NBA. I watch a ton of NBA because I do this podcast and it's my favorite sport, but people always say like, Oh, how can you not know? And I'm like, dude, we spent our lives doing this. Like, that should tell you something that none of us know. Like, yeah. when they're yeah. like, oh, why not? Why aren't you better at gambling or something? If I if I had any idea what was happening, I would have my feet in the sand. I'd be super rich. That's the whole point about sports. Nobody ever knows anything. It's true, and this NBA season has been a, a truly like that part. Man, fun. It's just still. Yeah, like it's the, I'm enjoying it, this part. Like the, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I feel like any team can win any given night for the most part. You know, there are still some bad teams. But, like, Herring and I talked about the Magic last week, for example. Kind of shocked at how few wins they have because the team's been really fun and they're yeah. in every game and they have some nice wins. I'm, I'll say this. If you're asking me if I'm buying Portland stock, I'm buying Portland stock. I like what they've done. I love that. Like, Dame Lillard has a long track record of making the playoffs. Like, the only time he's missed the playoffs is rookie, or his rookie season and last year when he didn't play. Like, if you give Dame Lillard a team, historically he makes the playoffs. And I know they lost McCollum, but Simons has been really good. Um, you mentioned they're still waiting for GP2. Shaden Sharp has been one of the most fun rookies mm-hmm. in the league. I'm, I'm buying Portland stock, certainly. Like, I... Again, like, do I think they're near the top of the West good? I don't know. I, but they, they've gotten some nice wins even amid injuries. But I I like them as a playoff team. I thought it was weird how people wanted to kind of not bury them before the season. But, yeah, I, like, 
I've never lost faith in Dame Lillard, certainly. No, I didn't either. Uh, I didn't. I just didn't expect them to be this good. I didn't expect mm-hmm. Nurk to look as good as he's looked. Uh, Dame to just, you know, come out both guns blazing and just, uh, you know, just killing it. And then Jeremy Grant, him folding into the team like pretty seamlessly. It's mm-hmm. it's a fun team. I will say Hitting some big shots. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy again. Second uh, shout to Ian Car- Carmel in this one show, but I'm happy for our friends in Portland uh, because I don't know about you. I mean, like of all the places I've covered a game in the NBA, Portland might be my favorite environment. It's a great place to see a game. Like the whole the aesthetic, like the way that they they like they dim the lights and the colors and like the whole everything about the uh, Portland Trailblazers in game experience is excellent. I'm a big fan of going to games in Portland. I'll yeah. say that uh, we're in full agreement there. Fantastic. We should really do a full on. In, or maybe that's an off season project. Environment rankings. Oh, I love that podcast. Yeah, you know what? I'm with you. I'm, I'm happy pitch. for their fans. They have great fans. I think we should pitch this to the bosses. Where open floor hits <laughs> yeah. the road. The tour. The open. And floor we're going to do the open floor tour. It's all for journalism. It's not just because yeah. we want to test these things out. Yeah. It's for the company. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll say the and, same way. And and to save them money, we can even skip a couple of cities like Oklahoma City, which I've been to before. You know, <laughs> uh, right? No need to go no, there, right? I mean, we, no, we hey, just spent a whole honestly a whole lot of time talking. About I, I would know go you like Oklahoma I, City, and I would go. I just didn't know it got cold there. Like I was sickness. like, Oklahoma doesn't get cold. Your fondness of Oklahoma City is a sickness, and we're going to keep yeah. you on it. Um, Shout right. out to Gun Izakaya. That's all I got to say. You, you love that place. All right. Uh, yeah. Last last two topics for you. Uh, and again, open floor family. I realize, uh, you know, sometimes you think I talk about the Sixers a lot. I, I've been trying not to. I'm only bringing this up because it was a, an, an historic effort by Joel Embiid in a win over the Jazz. Has to be discussed. Embiid had a career high 59 points. Now, normally you'd go 59 points. That's really amazing. He also had 11 rebounds, eight assists, and seven blocks, which tied his career high. So he wasn't just scoring. That was like a full-on dominant performance. He scored 26 of the Sixers, 27 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Knocked me over here, Ro. That was, look, a couple of weeks ago, they looked dead and buried. Then Joel came back and he goes, yeah, all those games that happened earlier, the season's actually starting right now. And everybody laughed about it. But I think he was kind of serious. That was an insane performance. It's so funny. Like, the more things change for the Sixers, the more they stay the same. It's, like, incredible team when Embiid plays. As soon as he steps off the floor, they start hemorrhaging points. <laughs> Obviously, he's doing this with James Harden out, and that makes a huge difference here. He's probably going to miss a little bit of time. I I picked Embiid to win MVP before the season. I really thought he would come out a little bit more focused. I mean, he seemed so upset after not winning the award last year, I just assumed. Um, it was the only thing he could think about. It, it was a hell of a performance, man. I mean, 59 points, uh, approaching Alice, Allen Iverson level stuff. Like, I guess ultimately it was like a 50, 10, five and five performance. Just really insane. <laughs> By the way, I know we talked about the room. Shout out to the jazz who were like going bucket for bucket yeah. with the Sixers <laughs> down the stretch of that game. One guy. Yeah. I mean, he it had 26 was, uh, points and five blocks in the fourth quarter, and the Jazz still almost pulled it off. Ro, 
Embiid had 101 points in 24 hours in wins over the Hawks and Jazz. Scored over 100 by himself in 24 hours. He looked he terrible made, to start the season. Yeah. I've said this before. Like, I just think he is... You you don't build around him like you build around a typical superstar, in my opinion, because there's no other kind of player like him in the league. Like, Jokic also can't really be guarded one-on-one in the post, but... His athleticism does not overwhelm you the way Embiid's athleticism overwhelms people, the way he gets teams into foul trouble, etc. The way you need a very specific type of player to defend him or you're being taken out of your scheme. Like, I just, you know, I understand him and Harden, their positive aspects of their partnership, and I'm not turning in this like a, maybe they're better without Harden conversation. It's not that. Only that I still don't know that the Sixers have, ever really maximize this guy found a way to really maximize him and i'm i think that the Harden thing can be successful i'm still not sure that that means it's the best way to build around someone who is so uniquely talented as Embiid. yeah i I think that's fair but in the same way that i said that um the wolves had plotted their course and they just have to see where the where the journey ends same with the Sixers. Like they, they've locked yeah. in this team. There's not a lot of lovers left for Daryl to pull aside from the coach. I don't think that's going to happen now that they're seven and seven and they're a game and a half out of hosting, uh, out of a top four spot where they could host a first round playoff series. I think it's the team is the team and they see how, how good they play. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, more, Do you think- I'm more hopeful than I was certainly a couple of weeks ago when they looked absolutely I- dreadful. I I would be more hopeful, but I will say I feel like the East is a two-team race. Like, I'm willing to call the East a two-team race. It certainly looks that way. I mean, it certainly looks that way. Like, we talked about last week how dominant the Bucks have been, and the Celtics are only a half game off that pace. Uh, the Celtics – so the Celtics' defense has been Tatum's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Tatum, man. I, I hate to feed into the Tatum – take economy that exists in the democratic people's republic of boston you're paying a premium right now yeah unfortunately um like uh, the outside world's worst tatum fears have come true because he is Mm -hmm. unbelievable i'm i'm i have my eye on boston's defense like it's it's i think been bottom 10 now for however many games they've played 13 that's that's a not insignificant stretch to have um, as bad of a defense as they had. I'll look up the exact ranking here in a second, but I just thought Philly would was going to come out really strong and focused to start the season. And again, now they're dealing with the hard and injury stuff, so it's different. But it just feels like such a two-team race in the East. Boston is the 22nd defense in the NBA, wow. and yet they still have the third-best net rating because their offense is just so unstoppable. Their offense is... 3.5 points better than the second place team by points per possession, which is the Nuggets. The Nuggets are closer to, gosh, the Nuggets are closer to the 12th offense than they are the first offense. That's how good Boston has been. So, Can I confess yeah. something to you? Please. Just between us, nobody else. I really like oh, watching Jason Tatum. It's, yeah, it's the like, team's fun to watch. I hate it. The I hate ball it. The is humming. Because like, I'll turn on the game and I'll be like, it's, it's 
you know, I'm 45 years old. It's 45 years of conditioning to not want to watch the Boston Celtics. The game comes on, and I'm like, oh, man, watching Tatum, he's so good. <laughs> it's, it's brutal, He's so man. good, and I, I really don't know how you stop their offense because – yeah. They're tough, you really need you need multiple guys to stay in front of Brown and Tatum, who've now become so much better at sharing the ball. They can beat almost anyone one on one once they drive to the rim. Like Al Horford in the corner is such a cheat code because Steve's cheat off of him and he just feasts on these open threes. Same thing for Grant Williams. They don't even have Rob Williams yet, and that's the thing. Yeah. Is like as bad as their defense is, like if they get Rob Williams, he can go a long way in helping that. You know, he might affect the offense a tiny bit, but you know they've been really good. We've the Sam Hauser propaganda like lives on. Um, he's shooting, I think, over fifty percent from three still. Um, and again, like it doesn't even matter how bad they've been on defense because they are playing offensive basketball at <laughs> a really, really incredible rate. Like I, you know, I could okay. Their current offensive rating as a team is 119.4. Do we think that's that that might be better than like the 2017 Warriors with Kevin Durant? Um, I think that's going a step sure. too far. If you're just well, let's, I mean, let's look, let's look it up. Oh, hold on, hold on. I mean, I'm saying the number might be better, but in yeah. terms of like personnel, I don't like. I still think you go with the Warriors because like if the Warriors. The Warriors weren't trying to win every game that season, right? Is yeah, that the season fair. that they were trying That's to? That's true. But break but the just just for just for establishing a baseline, yeah. The lineup of Andre Iguodala, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green had a one hundred twenty point nine offensive rating. Wow. The Celtics as a team—that means all the garbage time minutes, all the bench lineups. Yeah, that's crazy. are one nineteen point five. It's uh, just to put into context of how good they've been. Been, That's oh god, it, the amount of Celtics talk we're doing right now. Is really, uh, so really hurts, let's hope that it? changes, and uh, you know, go Bucks. I guess there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, last one for you, just because I, I feel like this will be on your radar too. We'll see if I'm right. But uh, FTX, the cryptocurrency company, <laughs> filed for bankruptcy, which means your Miami Heat need a new arena name. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And uh, you got any replacement suggestions? Any local flavor down there like... Uh, a good Cuban sandwich place might want to slap their name on the arena. That's really funny. This is really funny. Okay. So first of all, listen. We're, I know you're a big crypto let, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just I mean, mining crypto coins all day long. Yeah. I literally got a spam DM that today was like, do you mine Bitcoin? <laughs> um, as someone who knows nothing about Bitcoin, I'm glad it's, you know, it's happening, it's happening. I hope no one like, actually innocent has gotten hurt because it just seems like a lot of things weird rich people were up to it's it's super weird i i want to i want to explain crypto to you the best way i ever heard it explained to me which was by kenny main former sports center anchor kenny main he explained it this way you take your real money and you buy some fake money and you hope that fake money appreciates in value so that you can turn it back into more real money I, uh, okay, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. Anyway, I'm glad that FTX Arena is going away. It's lame. It sucks. I don't like crypto. I'm I'm just cranky. But I love the idea of the Heat getting a new arena name. And I know that there's like this thing where it's like, why do we care about arena names? It's corporatism. Blah blah blah. It's undeniable that if you're a fan. Sometimes you just have an attachment to certain arena names because that's what it was when you went there as a kid or you had great memories there or whatever. I understand that these corporations are paying for it. But you know what? It's I'm just going to say it. it's okay to enjoy an arena name. I'll say it. It's okay to like the arena that you went to. Um, so I miss the AAA. Mm-hmm. Having said that, if we're looking for a new sponsor, I think Publix has got to be at the top of the list. I love Publix. Um you know, maybe even specify it to like the Publix Deli, um, like the Publix Deli Arena. Publix you know, it's just the arena. Publix. Yeah, um, people call it the Pub Sub. No, you, all right, that's stupid. You could just call it Publix Arena, but people call the Arena the Pub Sub. Um, if you want to get even more local, you could go El Palacio de los Jugos. Nice. Um, the El Palacio de los Jugos Center would be sick. Shelby's texting me right now. Call it the Miami Sound Machine. But they have to be loud. Duh. I don't think you could just... Are you going to call the arena the Miami Sound Machine? I don't really get that. Like, yeah, you, it's need, gotta have you need some money behind Miami it. Miami Sound Machine Arena. Like is Gloria <laughs> Stefan throwing money up for this or what? Yeah. Um, speaking of Gloria Estefan and local sponsors, Gloria Estefan used to be a co-owner of this Cuban restaurant called Lario's, which was awesome. Shout out to the Shrimp Creole at Lario's. But I don't think it exists anymore. But Lario's Arena would have been cool. Shelby says no arena, just the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I, I give it points for creativity. Like it's business. it's different. 
Jimmy Butler throwing out big face coffee arena. I, oh, I, that sounds that feels like a salary cap circumvention, though. Yeah, you know, like what? they might get like that's that, like the though. Patriots hiring Tom Brady's trainer. We did uh, probably my favorite segment that we ever did for Sports Illustrated Weekly was the piece that we did with you about Jimmy Butler's coffee company because it was just <laughs> so fun and funny. And now you're kind of selling me on Big Face Coffee Arena. Big Face Arena would be cool. <laughs> Shelby is continuing to text me about why Miami Sound Machine makes sense. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that'll have um, to be its own separate episode, but I'm glad that uh, you get to strip off FTX and we'll come up with uh, new names. Maybe people can email us some other names aside from Miami Sound Machine. What's yeah, the email? Publix Arena. Listen, openfloormail at gmail.com. I'm going with Publix Arena as my pick. And I just, I know Publix is uh, ownership group might be making some shady donations and stuff. All I just got to say is the same woman has, the same lovely woman has been making my public sub since like 1997. So I, you know, I have, I have a deep, bond with my local publics it's the the love in the sandwich uh make sure to read rohan's trade fake ad trade story ideas on si.com also if you are so inclined i went to a city called philadelphia and wrote about jalen hurts who you know you're talking about too as an mvp candidate another guy jalen hurts MVP candidate. The Eagles play the commanders this evening still undefeated top of the nfc east Looking pretty good, so I wrote about Jalen Hurts if you want to check that out. In the interim... The second best Alabama QB in the NFL right now. Oh, dang. Jalen Hurts. Stinging me, but you guys, you guys can read the piece and decide for yourself. Uh, <laughs> make sure to come back for Open Floor on fi- Friday with Rohan and Chris. I will be back with Ro next Monday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.